Sunny 101.5. It's time for the Jack and Tracy Show. Woohoo! Good morning. Jack's in a good mood this morning because he played some mean golf yesterday. Man, I did. I, I, you know, it's been so long since I was on the golf course. Yeah, you don't know how it's going to go. It's like, do I remember how to do this? Turned out pretty good. Yeah. yeah. He remembered. I won $2. Oh. You're looking at a The two, stakes are high. You're looking at a $2 winner. You bought us some more eggs, right? Yes, I did. $2? Yes, we did. <laughs> we have uh, clouds today. It's still raining outside right now, right? Yeah, it is. Well, that's uh, a 60% chance of that rain continuing. And uh, 52 will be the high. It's 46 now. So here we go. Sunny 101.5. Sunny 101.5 with Tell Me Something Good. Tell me something good. Tell me something good. Today's Tell Me Something Good brought to us by Elkhart Community Schools. Here's Tracy. Thanks, Jack. You know, my kids have been involved in sports and team activities their whole lives, and I just love how it's helped them become the young women they are today. You know, those kids learn so much about discipline and character, among other things. For Tell Me Something Good this morning, we're excited to be talking with Elkhart Community Schools Athletic Director Jackie Rost, who is going to tell us about how Elkhart Schools focuses on way more than their athletic abilities. Good morning, Jackie. So great to have you with us today. Well, good morning. Glad to be here. You know, I know our kids typically start playing sports at a really young age, and it's just the precursor, precursor, I should say, to so many athletic experiences. Talk to us a little bit about how Elkhart Schools prepares the youngest of your students for sports. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, obviously, when you play sports, you learn a lot about physically what you can do, what you're capable of. So Elkhart has for, gosh, probably over five decades, had a very healthy elementary sports program, and that's kind of unique in our area. Not a lot of districts have a funded elementary program, but but we do for all 13 elementary schools, which is great. Um, But we're also starting to focus more on some of the character development and trying to get to kids at a much younger age. I mean, like you said, we learn more in sports than just how to shoot a basket or how to hit a baseball. Um, it's, it's the character skills, and I think that's what makes school sports unique. Um, it's the education-based aspect of it. Um, there's certainly a place for AAU and travel, and you know that's that's great, and that can be a happy marriage between both. But in school sports, you know, it's our charge to make sure kids are learning about teamwork, communication. Um, sportsmanship, uh, how to handle adversity and failure, all those things. So we're, we are making a concerted effort to teach some of those life-ready skills uh, to our youngest of athletes in the district, which really goes hand-in-hand with the Elkhart Promise, which is to get our students um, life-ready. That's incredible being able to start that early with these guys. And, you know, as these young athletes transition into high school, how does what they're learning through athletics change, do you think? Well, I mean, I think, you know, the pressure to win becomes more important. Obviously, the goal in sports is to win, um, but the purpose doesn't change. You know, the purpose is 
um, to help create, you know, strong young men and women who are going to be contributors to their community. You know, we hope that they stay in our community. We know that, you know, they move all about the state and, and the country, but we want them to be able to be good citizens. Um, mm -hmm. So I think, you know, the pressure to, to produce um, definitely increases as they get get older in sports and, and in high school. And then, you know, you have those student athletes who aspire to play at the next level, and we want to do everything we can to help them handle um, failure, you know, handle adversity uh, and setbacks. I have good communication skills, um, be coached, you know, sometimes in high school, they're coached a little harder than they are at elementary. So we, we want to make sure that they can handle that. It's, it's not going to be a lot different when they're in the workforce. You know, ever, most people have a boss. So we want to teach them how to handle, you know, how to handle that. And you guys also have something called the You Lead program. What's that? Yeah, well, it's actually an outside organization that uh, Elkhart Schools um, is working hand in hand with. Um, and they have, uh, I've, I've worked with them pretty closely at the high school. They do a lot of leadership training for us. Um, we do a seasonal captain's meeting. Um, we actually created a, a class. It's uh, IDOE approved. Our, our student athletes at the sophomore level can choose to take this class. It's an elective and um, it's, it really deals with uh, servant leadership. Um, and and ULEAD really helped us create the curriculum in line with you know the standards um, of the state. So you know we're trying to at every level as kids get older really um, go to what they're going to need. So this class is really focuses on um, a growth mindset for student athletes and it is just for athletes and it's you know really forcing them to reflect on who they are as an athlete, who they are as a leader. Uh, strong emphasis on service in the community and the community can be our school district. We have a lot of kids who will go into different elementaries and uh, you know just maybe read with first graders or you know play games or do puzzles with kindergartners um, spend time you know helping a sixth grader with math so it's that idea of serving others um, that that really builds what a good leader is we've just been really happy with that partnership with them um, and the ability to you know bring out the best in, in our student athletes absolutely they're becoming good people um, did I hear some of the high school students even officiate games? Yeah, this this has been kind of a fun aspect. We're in our second year of, of doing this, and I know that um, there's been some publicity with some other schools starting this program as well. Uh, we were one of the first in the area to do it. Um, we have students who, again, this is an elective class. They can learn how to be officials. Uh, in various sports to uh, a side job, a way to make some money maybe when they're in college or as a part-time job even in high school. Um, we use them to officiate our elementary sports. So it's really a win-win. We have built-in officials right there that can help us. Um, it's great practice for them. It's kind of a, an internship right on our campus um, and they can make a little bit of money. But I think it's been an awesome way for them to be role models for some of our young athletes as well. The sky is the limit. Jackie Absolutely. Rost, Athletic Director at Elkhart Community Schools, thank you so much for the work you're doing um, and uh, just, just the difference you're making. What an awesome impact. Thank you so much for having me.
Tell Me Something Good, brought to us by the Elkhart Community School Corporation. Tell me something good. Tell me something good. All the latest Hollywood drama, hookups, deals, and scandal. Radio Paparazzi on Sunny 101.5. 6.56 and here's Tracy. Thanks, Jack. Well, it looks like Giselle Bungeon is officially off the market. A year after dating rumors began, sources confirm she and Jiu-Jitsu. Am I saying that right? Okay. Jack's like, don't even put me on the spot here. It's well, probably anyway, right. Sounds right. Uh, instructor Joaquin Valente have been quietly dating for the past several months. Friends say they started out that way as friends, and he was just a huge comfort for Giselle when she went through her divorce uh, with Tom Brady. But rumors started to swirl when paparazzi caught photos of him on vacation with Giselle and the kids in Costa Rica just two weeks after her divorce with Brady. Right. They've also enjoyed trips to their native Brazil together, and well, the Daily Mail published pictures of them. Uh, they were spotted kissing on Valentine's Day. Mm. Her ex, Tom Brady, was most recently linked to Bradley Cooper's ex, Arena Shake. Well, Wendy Williams' family is speaking out about what went wrong in her life that led to all the drama we've been seeing. Uh, they shared the story with People Magazine, and they said they've seen the spiral that we've all seen the last few years, and it's shocking and heartbreaking. It's part of a new Lifetime documentary called Where is Wendy Williams? It's, it's premiering this weekend, and the documentary follows her attempt to launch a comeback with a podcast but just ultimately ends up capturing her struggling with alcohol addiction and health issues, including Graves' disease and lymphedema. Her son says that the doctors have connected these issues to alcohol use. She remains in the facility to this day, and her family says a court-appointed legal guardian is the only person who has full access to her, something that they're not happy about. Ooh. They say the system is broken. Well, Mark Wahlberg fell in love with his latest co-star, a canine co-star. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his, I thought I saw that. Yeah, it's for his new film, Arthur the King. And he said, I tried to bribe the trainer to sell me the dog. <laughs> I mean, whatever she would want. Mm -hmm. But, of course, that bond isn't something you can separate. But he said, I just fell in love with him. I was amazed by how close we got in our connection. So, of course, I wanted him. And he said his four children also wanted him to bring his help bring him home but uh yeah arthur the king the movie is based on a book called arthur the dog who crossed the jungle to find a home and uh, the book is a true story of a swedish extreme athlete and author and his relationship with a dog named arthur who he met at a 2014 championship adventure race in ecuador mm. yeah, i think i want to see that movie yeah. You betcha. <laughs> Arthur the King releases in theaters March 15th. That just looks like a good one. Well, Garth Brooks is celebrating uh, the grand opening of his bar on March 7th. It's called Friends in Low Places Bar and Honky Tonk. Well, of course it's called that. <laughs> so, uh, exactly. He gave fans a taste of what to expect uh, at the new place. And he, he says it's serving up Trisha Yearwood's favorite food. 
So as you know, she's a cookbook author and a Food Network host. Yeah. And uh, well, knows her way around the kitchen. So yeah, he said Trisha Trisha's food is gonna be all through there. Pretty cool. Oh. You know, burgers, all kinds of things that she makes that you know make his mouth water. So <laughs> he says that uh, Trisha's chicken tenders are the best ever. Really? So, yeah, we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of fun that he's featuring his wife's food in his uh, new bar. Uh, chicken tenders are pretty much all the same. I did. I'd like to taste that. Oh, I don't think they're all created equal. No. No, they're okay. They're good chicken tenders, and then there are great chicken tenders. Oh, okay. All right, you ready to do some you birthdays? Put so- you, you don't even put sauce on yours, do you? You know what I like hmm. is aioli. Aioli. Yeah, it's like a mayonnaise and um. Hmm. Oh, what else is in Might it? Might be something I'd like. It's like it's kind of like crunch, but not. Oh. You know what I mean? It's a combination yeah. of sauces. It's mayonnaise right. and garlic aioli, I think, is what it is. So it has a hint of garlic in oh, it. Oh, man. That's, um, that's the first I heard of it. Oh, I'll have to bring Where have some. I been? Yeah, where have you been? <laughs> I'll have to bring you a bottle. It's very good. Okay. I also like them dipped in ranch. Oh, everybody likes that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, okay. You ready for some birthdays? Oh, I'm ready. Uh, it is Drew Barrymore's birthday. Well, I'm I'm half ready. Now, okay, you said Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'll explain how I'm half ready. Okay, uh, Drew Barrymore is um, uh, oh man, this might be the biggie. She's got to be. I bet that today's the. I bet it's fifty. No, forty-nine. Forty-nine so next close. year. Okay. How about James Blunt? Yeah, James Blunt. Now, um, James Blunt, of course, is uh, this guy right here. Well, let's play a little bit of this first. Yeah, this is nice. My life is brilliant. Soothing way to start the morning. figure out if you can rhyme my love is pure, pure. i can't i might angel. be i think i'm 50 but i'm sure. not sure She's <laughs> about that he is 50 he is 50 see when they rhyme it works <laughs> oh that's awesome now this is the part where i'm not ready because okay. i know what you're gonna do and do another one aren't you well, we'll save that one for next okay, hour good. so you can get ready. Then I'm on. Uh, then I'm then you're good. good. How All about right. Julius Irving? Six, uh, 60? 74. Sunny oh. <laughs> 101.5 with Jack and Tracy's Life Hacks. 747. You know, my life hack... Um, a lot of us are noticing that groceries are a little more expensive and maybe you're really trying to keep that budget item in check, right? Yeah, good luck. Um, one way is just through something as simple as making your own cleaning supplies or buying reusable supplies. Sure. Like I did this recently. I bought the paper towels that aren't paper towels. So they're reusable 
towels that act as paper towels. I see. Are, are yeah, you I, tracking I know. me here. I got it. Yeah. Super impressed so far. Um, yeah. And what experts say is, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of an investment up front, but you know that in investment is paid off in less than a year. Yeah. And I mean, gosh, how many rolls of paper towels? do we all go through in a year? Oh, Quite a man, few, right? I bet I got the record. I'd go through a ton of it. Yeah, so it might be something to look into because then you just, you know, do a load of laundry, put them in your wash, and yeah. then you're good to go again. Not bad idea. Mine, uh, if your clothes ever get that stale mildew smell, uh, add a yeah. splash of uh, plain white vinegar to your laundry. Uh, this will make them smell like new, mm -hmm. and due to the high dilution, mm -hmm. uh, they won't smell like vinegar at all. You know, and I I actually have seen that hack that people add that all the time, whether their clothes smell or not, uh, yeah, it's, because I it's supposed it's, to be really good and deodorizing, and as you yeah. said, uh, so yeah, that's a good one. I think it's actually not only doing that, but I think it's actually cleaning your uh, washer it could be. I think it's doing a lot more than you think. That's awesome. Vinegar. Is there anything it can't do? <laughs> <laughs> Jack and Tracy's Life Hacks. Making life just a little bit easier. Sunny 101.5, 7.52. And time for another edition of Go Figure. We had a lottery, uh, lottery story a few days ago with a woman that had a huge win but let the ticket expire. That would be... Oh, I can't I can't no, that, that is, and it was big, too. Mm. Well, here's another story. Uh, this one might have... It was, have a, it was billions, wasn't it? Yeah, I, it, was no, it was way up there, yeah. Oh, okay. And it expired, so she got nothing. Nothing. Oh. Well, I think this one has a better ending, I think. An Iowa man said he was so excited to reveal a $500,000 prize from a scratch-off lottery ticket that he accidentally left the ticket behind at the <gasps> store. No. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, Kevin Fry told Iowa lottery officials he bought a $500,000 cash scratch-off lottery ticket from uh, Casey's store on North Lynn Avenue in New Hampton and scratched it off inside the store, revealing $500,000 prize. Said he, wow. hand, he handed the ticket over to the store employee to scan and was overcome with excitement when she told him he had indeed won the top prize. I was shaking pretty good, I think. I rushed out to the parking lot to call my family I was so excited and flustered that I left the ticket inside of the Casey store and went out to the car and started calling everybody, calling my wife at first and everybody else. Fry said he only realized that he didn't have the ticket when his adult son asked him to send a photo. Oh, yeah. And then I realized I don't have it. It's in the store. But fortunately, and I do say fortunately, I was still in the parking lot of the Casey store and I ran back inside, asked the employee for the ticket. She was so flustered she forgot to give it to me the first time. So we got on, we got on the right page and I got it. And Frey said his son had good reason to demand a, a, 
photographic proof because my kids know that I tell some pretty good tales sometime, and they just think, yeah, he's Jay. Yeah, he's sure he was. Oh, my gosh. So it's going to help a lot, he says. Exciting uh, way. Uh, he said uh, it'll be fun to be able to share some of it with uh, some of the family and some of the charities that we support and have supported for a long time. So he has wow. good plans for it, and it ended <sighs> happily ever after, as opposed to that woman who let hers uh, expire. Oh, my God. She's still got to be just, like, sick. <sighs> You bet. Oh my gosh. Go for it. Listen at work.